Welcome to Invoking Witchcraft, the podcast where the sacred and profane come out to play. So call the quarters and set the round. It's time for another episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Invoking Witchcraft. My name is Britton Boyd, also known as Archaic Honey on Instagram and not so much on Twitter these days. And I am here with my fabulous co-hosts. Jay Allen Cross at your service here, like always. Yeah. How are you doing, Jay? I am doing good. A little bit confused by the world these days in a lot of ways. I think people, for some reason, both with our podcast and with my Instagram, I think people have just suddenly realized that kind of who we are (laughs) and what we do. And I'm like, it's always been this way, though. Like, we are queer witches. We also happen to do things like pray the rosary. And I at least identify as folk Catholic, which for some reason over the last like three or four days has really suddenly shocked a lot of people. Um, so yeah, anyone who's listening and in case you didn't know, we, we are queer, queer witches. There's some neurodivergence. There's some Christianity creeping Mm -hmm. in there. There is some, I already said queerness, but it's, it's also in there. Very queer. Very queer. Very queer. So this is a a queer witchy podcast. Welcome. 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 If you're just tuning in, there's a (laughs) lot of heresy around here. Um, witchcraft is naturally heretical. So um, I think that, you know, like for myself, yeah, I pray the rosary. There's like elements of Christianity that weaves itself into my witchcraft practice. And some folks are really shocked by that. But it's like, no, it's not weird. It's quite natural. Um, Makes sense to me. But everybody has their own path and their own way of doing things. And we're just sharing what we do and how we be in the world. Exactly. And how we be in the world is weird and awkward. And Mm -hmm. that is what we bring to this podcast. So hopefully you are enjoying our awkwardness because I personally do. Yeah, it's great. Little awkwardness, little, little anxiety tossed in there. Just a little, little pinch of anxiety for spice. I like it. Keeps things exciting, keeps you on your toes. You're like, (laughs) oh shit, what's next? Exactly, exactly. And it keeps you alive. A little anxiety keeps you alive. Also, for those of you who are wondering, like, why does Jay sound like crap in the last few episodes? It's because I'm in the middle of moving and I kind of maybe packed away the adapter thing that allowed me to hook my microphone up to my laptop. So this is just how I'm going to sound for a minute. Sorry to all of you people there who are audio snobs, but I am I'm coming at you grainy, tinny, all the things. So you, you sound great on my end. I have oh, my um, my fabulous Yeti Nano. Um, I think it's a blue rhino, something like that. I don't know what it is. It's a microphone. It's gold fancy. and it's beautiful and it's fancy. And it makes it me looks sound, like an award. It does look like an award. <laughs> uh, but I love my microphone and it helps me sound better. I used to be very self-conscious about my voice growing up. Really? Yeah. What about it? Um, it was uh, deeper than most other pe- people's voices growing up. Mm-hmm. And so I just felt very self-conscious about it. So I would always try to talk in a higher pitch, but I've come to love my voice. I enjoy its huskiness and its yes. depth. So 
I love that. I love that. One of our guests that we're going to be having on here shortly is kind of known for their iconic voice. She has this amazing kind of Ursula the Sea Witch voice, and I love it. So we'll be talking with her in a little bit. And those of you who are familiar with her work know exactly who I'm talking about. But uh, we'll we'll let that cat out of the bag once it is here. And I don't even know who that is. Uh, Oh, you're going to. It's going to be okay. (laughs) <laughs> I think I know who it is now that I've thought about it. I'm like, I bet I know. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let it be a surprise. We will. And so before we give away too much, what is our topic for today? We have something a little spicy today. Yeah, a little spicy, a little fun, a little fiery. Today we are going to be talking about candle magic and When Jay showed me the topic for our recording today, I was super stoked because candle magic is like predominantly the magic that I work with. I burn candles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty much the same. I love candle magic. It's it's what I do. I would say probably 90% of the work that I do, especially Mm -hmm. for clients, um, is all candle based, which is really nice. It's simple. It's, and I like it. It's something we can kind of set it and forget it. Like, okay, like I've done this spell i've charged this candle i've lit it and then now i can do other stuff while that's going you know which is something that i have really appreciated over the years but your first spell was a candle spell right it was i'm so glad that you remembered that because i kind of forgot about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was when it was like my first official spell when i began walking the path of of witchcraft and stuff. So I had had like a three day migraine Mm. and I was just feeling really drained and like spiritually just drained. And like this cloud was hanging over me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to experiment and I'm going to do a spell about this. So it was my first official spell that I had done. And I just got a light blue candle. I think I used a skull cap and lavender. I didn't have a lot on hand. And I used a blue plate to house to sit my candle on. Mm-hmm. And I anointed it with um a friend of mine who doesn't make oils anymore. They had a like soothing mind oil, like a calming mind oil mm-hmm. to just soothe the brain and stuff. And so I applied that carved my name into the candle, um, coated it in herbs. I just you know, had coated in oil and then rolled it in herbs and then set it on the plate and lit it up. And I um, took it somewhere where I could sit down and watch it burn down. I didn't watch it the whole time because a four inch chime candle does take a minute to burn. Surprising amount of time. (laughs) A surprising amount of time for sure. And so I just watched it burn down. And sure enough, miraculously, my headache disappeared or my migraine. It was a migraine. Um, It disappeared and I felt cleansed. I felt energetically something had shifted. And that was my first spell. And I was like, holy shit, magic works. This is wild. It's so real. (laughs) I'm going to do this all the time. So candle magic was my first spell. Um, I utilize candle magic and it's one of my favorite ways to do magic. And I usually default to burning candles when it comes to magical workings. 
That's so interesting. And that's such a good spell for your first one. Like, I feel like a lot of us, our first spells were like really kind of cringe looking back at it, but that's actually a very well put together spell, especially choosing things like Skullcap and Lavender Mm -hmm. um, for a headache spell, because those things are, you know, also medicinally related Mm -hmm. to, you know, curing headaches, but also are, are magically in line with that. So I think that's very interesting that you even so early on knew. Would you say that your herbalism background kind of clued you in on that or? A little bit. And I also wanted to add an herb or spice that I added as well that has a lot to do with calming the mind is allspice. Allspice is used in supporting um, like stress relief and such. So if you're looking for like a nice mental calming blend, lavender skullcap and allspice is a really good blend. That's good. I Mm -hmm. love that. I love that. So we've kind of both talked about the fact that candle magic is kind of our, our go-to kind of like our main base camp when it comes to spells. Would you say that because, and now we're in Aries season right now, mm-hmm. so all the candle magic, um, would you say that your astrological placements have something to do with what kind of magic you tend to practice? You know, I've wondered that too, because I have four planets in Aries And then I have a touch of air and a touch of earth. I don't know, because I was wondering about Anwen Avalon, who is Mm -hmm. a water water witch. And she does a lot of magic. Like if you go to her Instagram, she has like tons of spells with water. It's really beautiful. Mm. And I was like, is she a water sign? Like, does she have a preponderance of of water in her chart? Does she? Do you know? I believe I might be wrong. I believe her and I had this conversation and I do believe she was born under the sign of cancer, which would make sense. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If she's a water sign. Um, yeah. I wonder that. I don't know. Um, Cause yeah, I wonder if like earthy people like Taurus and Capricorn are more related towards like earth magic, like rocks and mm-hmm. crystals or things, stones and such. But I do feel that fire and I work really well together because I am a fire sign, got a lot of it in my chart. And yeah, I think that it contributes to my, um, affinity towards fire and spell work but what about you because you're a fire sign too but you've got quite a bit of earth as well i do so my chart surprisingly is predominantly earth and water Mm -hmm. um but i also feel very disconnected from those at the same time as well um when it comes to this kind of work but my sun sign i'm an aries so i have the fire placement there. And I have a couple of other placements, but most of my chart is earth. And then like the second most placement is water. And then I have um, some fire and like almost no air, (laughs) which is kind (laughs) of hilarious because me and air science, I'm like, I love you guys, but I am tired about two minutes into it. (laughs) (laughs) There is so much going on and I don't know what's happening here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, that is that is really interesting. It would be fun to take like a um a a panel or a questionnaire on Instagram to see what sign gravitates towards what style of magic. Um, I think that would yeah. be really fascinating. Yeah, I, I think that would be interesting too. I would also be curious to see um, how people's astrology also affects how they feel about things like malefic magic versus Mm -hmm. like 
um, like benefic magic. Yeah. So, or or how they handle both of those. Because um, like me, like very Virgo-y, I'm very much like, there is a rule book, there is, you know, <laughs> but also I know that's not the same for everybody. And I, and that's right. totally cool too. So. Right. Cause I feel very justice oriented in, yeah. in some of my work where I'm like, okay, we need justice. I must fight mm-hmm. with passion and fury and that very warrior spirit. Um, whereas somebody else would be like, no, we have to go by the rule book. We right. have to do this. Or somebody may be very like, love and light and they're like no i don't do that kind of work or like you know more negative work and things like that so interesting astrology is an open can of worms like that so we'll see we'll see maybe we'll have a guest that can answer some of our astrology related questions at some point Mm -hmm. yeah i have somebody in mind i'm good 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 all right so do you have a fave candle magic book i don't know that i have a favorite candle magic book. I think I will have a favorite candle magic book because I hear that Madame Pamita has a fabulous book on candle magic and I need to get my hands on that. I do not have it, but I do have some candle magic books lying around. I have um, the master book of candle burning by Henry Gamache, I believe is how you say his last name. And then I have the art of hoodoo candle magic by Kat Ironwood. Um, Mm. Both really helpful books. And I really like the master book of candle burning because it has, it utilizes Psalms and then also gives you, it gives you patterns on how to lay out your spell candles and stuff and how to burn them in what order to burn them in. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. And there's, and I think it's interesting that you bring up kind of like a a hoodoo book of candle magic. Cause I think it's important too. We live in such a day and age where it's like, never ever read material that's outside of your provable like ancestry or whatever. But the Mm -hmm. the truth is, is that we should be learning about the magic of those around us um, because not only does that help us to be more informed um, human beings. And when we learn about other cultures, we're also less likely to be racist against them. So it's really important, but the different perspectives on magic is mm-hmm. so important. And that's something that really rounds it out. So um, Erica Buenaflor has a book. Um, I believe it's in her book, Cleansing Rites of Curanderismo, um, where she talks about doing um, cleansings with candles and in like different configurations for different things, um, which is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I, I do like looking at that um, as well. And I highly recommend anyone listening to get her books as well, because they're really I mean, they're just really well done. And anything that will teach you more about candle magic or ways to look at it from a different direction is always going to be helpful. Absolutely. You know, every time we record a podcast, I expand my book list by about five or 10 books. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, lots of new books are coming in, in the pipeline here soon. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Expand them horizons. I need to... I've been I've been down a rabbit hole with some old books on like seances and stuff. So oh, I've fun. we'll we'll see what kind of comes from that and uh, figure it out. But I need to I need to do some expanding too. I've been in a little bit of a hole with those. I need to crawl out of. Right. Yeah. We have a section here that I'm very excited about uh, that because I think it will be helpful. We have candle magic FAQ are frequently asked questions when it comes to candle magic. These Mm -hmm. are questions that come up every time 
uh, yep. the topic of candle magic comes up, whether I'm teaching a workshop or I post about it online or whatever. Um, these are the questions that we always get. So we wanted to kind of uh, touch on these so that people can know and it can be out there. And if you have had this question, and the reason these are frequently asked questions is because a lot of people um, have the same question, which means it needs to be addressed, you know, in a, in a broad category here, like on a mm-hmm. podcast where we can get it out to a bunch of people. So if you have these questions, know that you are not alone. Yep. And the first one is, what do you do with candles when you leave? Do you, do you put them out? And relight them? Is that allowed? What do you do? So I have a um, deep fear that my house is going to burn down. Yeah. So I always put my candles out when I leave. And I tend to be a pincher. I lick mm-hmm. my fingers and I pinch my candles out. I We're going to get to this later, but I'm not a blower outer. Um, <laughs> I am a pinch it outer. Um, so yep. yes, when I practice like pretty intense safety with my candles and my candle burning um mm. so yes i light i pull put my candles out when i leave the house um for sure um do you do you do that um i do normally when they are stick candles um i will put them out i'll either snuff them or pinch them like you were talking about before i leave and that is really not going to affect your spell and if it helps you feel better too while you do it you can say a little thing like while you do it like Though I pause this flame, the magic continues to grow. Right. And when I come mm-hmm. back and relight it, nothing will be lost or, or something to that effect. If you want to kind of add a little witchy vibe on it so that the magic knows what to do, maybe when you're not there or when you step out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a great way to do it. But yeah, always feel free to put them out if you're going to leave or if it's just making you nervous or you need to go to bed, absolutely put them out, relight them when you come back or relight them in the morning. Um, not a problem at all. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, whenever I, I love that idea of, um, like as you're putting it out, you're like, even though I pause this candle, the magic continues to work. Um, and then Mm -hmm. you pick it back up. I think that's a really awesome idea. Um, but yep, I love to practice that safety and put those candles out when I leave the house. Um, but at night, if I'm sleeping, I let them burn through. Like as long mm. as I'm in the house, they continue to burn. But if I leave the house, I put them out because I also have a dog I leave at home sometimes. And yeah. who knows what she gets up to while I'm gone. She's probably throwing a party and I just <laughs> don't want anything to get knocked over. She, um, my dog, not to go off on a tangent, broke my St. Expedite statue recently. <gasps> snapped oh, no. his arm off and broke the cross. I was like, you unholy demon dog. <laughs> oh, God. No. And I, I watched her do it because she was rushing out my door to greet a friend of mine. And her tail just whipped the statue. Because you're supposed to have St. Expedite by the front door. Mm-hmm. And she just whipped him and he fell over. And I was like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I had a friend, too, whose child who is barely bordering on becoming a toddler um, ended up breaking their, like, two-foot-tall, like, vintage Guadalupe statue. <gasps> like, so heartbreaking. So those of you who have statues right now, hold on to them. Something is in the air right oh, now. no. <laughs> Ooh, so yeah. Yeah. So you don't want that um, happening to a candle either, you know? Yeah. So yeah. 
you don't you don't need your cat. I, and I have too. I had I, I have a cat that does not know how to cat, so they'll get up like really close to a candle and just like singe the fur all down their side. And I'm like, the last thing I need is a flaming cat running through my house. So yeah, I know kitty cat. I keep, yeah. Keep an eyeball with your pets, you know, around them. Um, now if I'm burning like novena candles that I don't want to necessarily put out, um, if I'm leaving, what I do have is I have a really big stock pot for canning. So it's really deep and it's really wide. And so I can set my Novena candles inside and they're kind of perfectly insulated. And I saw, um, I was working with a friend who was like, I want to leave them lit, but like, I'm, I'm worried about it. And uh, we have to remember too, that, you know, magic is an unpredictable, very, you know, out of the normal thing. And mm-hmm. that means that sometimes the things we're using, like a candle, can also act unpredictably as well. I've seen, you know, Novena candles explode and send, you know, big flaming pieces, you know, into the air. Um, and so what this person did was they put them in a big pot, like I did, and then took like one of those um, strainer things or like like a steamer basket sort of situation and put it on top. Okay. Um, so that they could still breathe, but it was like covered. Like a helmet. Um, and yeah, like a helmet. So it's all metal. So none of it's going to burn and all of it's going to stay like where it's supposed to be. So I thought that that was a really great idea. Even if I do have them in the pot, I normally then put them in my bathtub, mm-hmm. which is also like really deep too and not flammable. And, you know, I moved the shower curtain and like there's no towels or anything like that around them so that it's it's kind of extra safe. Um, so there, there are things you can do to, to make it a little, a little safer. Right. I've also heard of folks taking like a big, um, tin foil, like cooking pan, you know, for like, mm-hmm. if you're roasting a turkey or something like that and filling yeah. it, with sa- filling it with sand and putting your mm-hmm. novena candles in there on top of the stove. Cause it's like, that's where heat and flame is at anyway. So it's not like mm-hmm. things are going to catch on fire and burn, but that's a way that I've heard to keep your candles burning. So it's like, if you have a really serious candle you need to burn and you don't want to put it out, that's a, that's also a good idea. Um, yeah. Put it in a giant pot or bathtub or um, in a pit of sand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just kind of use use the old noodle machine. Kind of think, just remember that, you know, fire is very unpredictable and so is magic. So just... You know, when you if you are keeping your candles lit while you either go to bed or are leaving the home, make sure to secure them in some way or another. Um, you know, if you have like a shower stall too with like a door that closes, you can put them in a pot and then set them in there, and that tends mm-hmm. to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just just do do your fire safety. Yes. Um, now the next question we always get is, does blowing out your candle just like obliterate your spell or does it just offend all the spirits how how do we how do we feel on this one when you blow your candle out it's over it's done it's over it's i'm done. joking your life is done <laughs> you, you will I'm die joking. in seven days <laughs> hey, hey, y'all no i don't think that when you because i've accidentally so i like i said i'm a pincher outer i pinch my candles out or i snuff them out with um you know, that little tool looks like a bell on the end of a long stick. Yeah. You can snuff a your snuffer. Candle. Snuffer, right. That's the word. Um, 
Um, I snuffed them out, um, but I have blown my candles out and then had the spell work out totally fine and like successfully. Mm. I don't think blowing them out. There are some folks who are very like anti blowing out your candles, but I think it's fine. Like you find your own style, you find your own way of working. And I have found that if I blow a candle out, it's not the end of the world. Well, and there are even some spells that require you to then blow out the candle Mm -hmm. at certain points as part of the spell. So I like I personally am also a a pincher or a snuffer um, just for, you know, superstition purposes. I love I love some superstition. Um, So I kind of do that anyway. But I think everyone does need to relax a little bit when it comes to the blowing out the candles. Like I've seen people like really freak out on on others because of that. And I'm like, it's going to be okay, I promise. Like everything's right. going to be fine. Like it's it's the same thing where it's like, oh, I went counterclockwise instead of clockwise. And it's like, you're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Like just continue next time you know, and everything will be fine. Like nothing's gonna get you. Like it's it's gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. So our next question that we get frequently is, um, so can you like mess with and or adjust your candles as they burn? So like, say your wick is drowning in the wax. Can you dig it out? Is that going to fuck with your spell? I say no, especially if it seems to be like, I mean, especially as someone who works with a lot of Novena candles, like you get those from all over. Some of them are good quality. Some of them are really not good quality. Right. And sometimes that has like, like you're talking about, you know, your, um, your flame kind of drowning in the wax. Sometimes the wicks that they've chosen are not the right size for that type of candle. Mm -hmm. So they do tend to kind of drown pretty quickly, depending on kind of where, where you bought them or, or how they've been made. Um, so if it's something that I'm like, okay, this is a manufacturer situation here, I will go in and like dig out the candle or what I've done is like, if it's still near the top, you can like take a paper towel in from the side and like wick out some of the wax to like kind of save the, the flame a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, so things like that, I don't, I don't think are, are an issue. And two, I also think that messing with the candle can be part of the spell, you know, like if you're trying to save a relationship and it keeps trying to go out and you kind of do what you can to save it, that can be part of the energy that you're putting in to try and mend and save right. the relationship, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, if I have a can, I did have a candle recently um, that started burning really slowly, and then the wick and the flame began to drown in the wax. I just went in there with a spoon and I dug it out. Um, I think, you know, when I burn my candles, I'm working my candles. You know, that's the the word work. I'm working them, so it is work to burn a candle and like watch it and monitor it. Um, and I think that that's fine. Some folks are, I've heard some folks say, yeah, don't touch your candle, like let it do what it's going to do. And that's the result of your spell work. But I think, you know, we can change things and um, we can play an active role in how our magic turns out. So um, yeah, if your wick's drowning or something like that is is happening, definitely, or like trimming your wick, if your flame is like, like go you know you've seen a novena candle like light up and like go the flame is like huge i trim the i put it out and i trim the wick 
Um, yeah, that's, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, that can, yeah, that can definitely be like, and you know, people are like, well, you know, that's a sign you should be listening to. It's like, yeah, you can go like, okay, noted. And then trim your wick so that your house doesn't burn down. Like, right, you know, exactly. like, thank you for the sign. We're gonna, we're gonna make this safe again though. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, highly, highly recommend. Um, and safety is something we're going to come back to a lot in this episode, which is good. Our next frequently asked question when it comes to candle magic is, what does it mean? What, what does, it mean? does it mean? What does it mean? Oh my God, my candle is candling. What does it mean? Um, so <laughs> when it comes to reading kind of your candle activity, um, because people like to go, okay, well, what does it mean when your candle flame is low? Or what does it mean when your candle flame is high? Or things like that. Well, the first thing we need to do when we are reading our candle activity is we need to frame the signs that we're being given in the context of what the spell is for. Right. So especially where it comes with things like um, like a novena glass candle breaking or cracking, um, maybe you're doing a road opener and that's a really good sign of like a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you are doing a protection spell and it cracks. Maybe that means that something has overwhelmed your protection spell. So all these signs are going to need to be read in the context of what the spell was for in order to really get an understanding of what it means. So that's kind of the first rule of of candle reading. Yeah, especially around cracking or like soot developing, like it depends on the context. Maybe this sounds a little bit backwards, but sometimes when I do a cleansing candle and I see like Mm -hmm. gray or black, it kind of like lets me feel, it makes me feel like the gunk is being like sucked out or pulled out. However, if I'm doing a, um, a love candle and it's a black and city, I'm like, Oh, well shit. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And those two things too, you, you would kind of read differently. Cause I agree with you. Like if I'm doing like a, like a cleansing candle, I want to see some black showing up on it because then that means that it's, it's doing something, Mm -hmm. um, that it's, it's chewing on something. It's found some stuff that it's getting rid of. So I always read that. So if I'm doing like, like a novena glass candle and there's black soot, I always read that as negativity being removed, which, you know, is, is, what you want in a cleansing candle. But as Britton was saying, like if it's a love candle, then I may also read that as, you know, again, maybe negativity being removed, but that's something you need to look at as well. Like, where is that coming from? Is it, right. do they have baggage from a last relationship that's still like causing issues, things like that? Or everyone kind of immediately goes like, oh, it's a hex, you know, someone's interfering. And it's like, no, usually it's kind of just our own negativity that we've brought into mm-hmm. it. It could maybe mean you know, magical stuff, but, um, that's where divination comes into play. So if your candle's doing something weird and you're like, okay, I don't know how to read this, or, you know, maybe you're worried that it means something, do a little divination, um, see what it says and resist the urge to doom read like black. soot doesn't mean right. that everything is wrong and, and bad things are happening or, or your spell isn't going to work. Um, it's just information. It just means, hey, we ran into some gunk that we're getting rid of. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely. So what about a candle that won't stay lit? Oh, gosh. the wor- That's the worst feeling when, you're, when you, like, 
you took all the time to dress your, I just keep thinking of Novena candles. You took all the time Mm. to dress it up. You put the glitter in there. You got it all ready. (laughs) You poked your holes, you put in your oil and you light it and it doesn't stay lit. To me, that's kind of like, it's a dud. Mm -hmm. It's a bit of a dud spell. Uh, Maybe you're not ready to do that spell work. Uh, Maybe there needs to be other work done around it um, to like clear Mm. up a situation. And immediate, what I do is I immediately jump to divination as like, hey, let's see what's going on with the situation here. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do in that situation? So for me, it's always important to look for mundane causes. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to not all candles are created equal. Did you buy this candle for 20 cents at the back of a like grocery store or something like that, or like a gas station, you know, like sometimes the candles itself is just a dud based on, you know, manufacturer error. Um, Also certain things that you add to them can also cause these issues. So like going back to the black soot um, people, especially with like love candles like to put cinnamon in their love candles, but they use the powdered cinnamon Mm-hmm. And that makes the craziest, smokiest, nastiest candle ever right. because of the powdered cinnamon in it. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, I'm going to do a love spell. And then they're like, oh, my God, the devil is coming to get me. Like, <laughs> and 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 that's not that's not what's happening. We just use the powdered cinnamon. Um, so definitely look for mundane reasons. Um, so things like I had a candle that would not stay lit and I couldn't figure out why. And again, it was a love candle. And I had put honey in the candle. Well, when honey gets really hot, it basically turns into water. And oh just my gosh, was just you put honey in your candle? What? You put honey in your candle? Is that what I heard? I did at one point. I tried. <laughs> well, I, I added too much that time. Okay. So now I know to use very little like honey in the candle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little bit like a drop that you then like smear all around. But like that was one of the reasons why it wouldn't stay lit. So again, don't immediately jump to the worst conclusions when it comes to reading your candles. Look for mundane reasons why it might be not lighting. Or or similarly, I've had that happen too when you add too much oil And the wick's too wet, so it just kind of just fizzles out. Mm -hmm. Um, So check that out. If there is no mundane reason, and it keeps going out, there could be a couple of reasons. Either I usually take that as a solid not right now. Yes. Like, this is not a spell you should be doing right now. The answer is no. And it's okay to be given a no from the universe or from the spirits. Um, because they do have your back and it's important to kind of listen to that. So if, if it's just going out, then I'm like, okay, maybe the spell at this time is not one that I should be doing. Or, um, if it's to a deity, particularly one that you've never worked with before or a spirit that you've never worked with before, it might be their signal to you that like, Hey, I'm not the one to work with for you Mm -hmm. or like for whatever reason, you know, this isn't going to work out. I see a lot of people sending me messages like, oh, I keep trying to light this candle to the spirit and it just won't stay lit. And I'm like, maybe they don't want to work with you. And they're like, no, that can't be it. And then they just keep right. kind of forcing it. And and sometimes we don't always need to work with spirits that don't want to work with us. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to hear a no, definitely. I, I feel mm-hmm. that's very true. Um, and... Um, Sometimes it can feel awful to get a no. 
because uh, you want that thing so badly. But it's like, you know what? You're not quite ready yet. And the universe knows a little bit better than we do. Um, God's plan and all that. Um, just give it yeah. some time and then maybe approach it, you know, in a week's time or two weeks or a month um, or just down the road. Give it another shot and see what happens. And you may be surprised that it burns beautifully and your work yeah. your work goes through because it was the right time. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. So, you know, don't be, don't be worried about it again. Don't doom read. Um, it's all just simply information. It's data, um, mm-hmm. that your candles responding with. So get there. Um, now how about a low or a small flame? Does this happen to you? Oh yes. I had that happen to a candle recently. And, uh, to me, it just means that, um, there's, um, I don't want to say block, there's not a blockage, but that if it's a slower, like a low flame, um, that the spell will move along slowly when it comes to fruition mm-hmm. may take a minute. So that's usually how I read that. But, you know, the funny thing about candles is that, you know, it'll start burning great. And you get halfway down and then it's a, a, a low, slow burn and then mm-hmm. it picks back up again. So I think it kind of just shows us the waves and the... um pace that the spell may work like things may yes. go off with a bang then it'll slow down and then it'll pick back mm-hmm. up again um and come in waves so that's kind of something i've noticed recently absolutely and there is a very big difference between a small flame and a weak flame you know because like you're saying sometimes it's just a spell that's going to come in slowly or a lot of times too where when they burn kind of low and slow for a while i tend to take that as a sign or that the results will be um like slow but also thorough mm-hmm. as they come through. right persistent so yeah persistent it'll come through over time you know low and slow very steady um flow of magic which is nice a lot of times people see a low flame and are like oh that means my magic is terribly weak and it's like no that just might be telling you how it's going to manifest and i like what you're talking about too like where in the burn things happen is mm-hmm. kind of important too and they and it might give you a little forecast as well yes um about where what's going to happen the other thing with like a low small flame and again coming back to this idea of context what was your Mm -hmm. candle spell for so i'll notice too especially if people have some really heavy dense energy happening around them um what the problem well what will happen is if i light a cleansing candle for them it might start off really small and then grow um, to be larger in like a few hours. I tend to read that as the candle was almost temporarily overwhelmed by the amount of like dark, nasty energy that is trying to clean up. So it's almost like when you show up, like if you're like, okay, today I'm going to clean my house and you walk into your house and your house is just an absolute pigsty. And for a moment, you're just like, oh my God, how do I even how do I even start this? How do right. I even go about this? But then, you know, you kind of just decide to start wherever and then you kind of pick up momentum. And then before you know it, your house is clean. Yes. And so I have, I, I get a sense sometimes that candles kind of do that where I'm like, okay, clean out this person's energy. And they're like, oh, whoa. Okay. Um, where do I even start on this one? And <laughs> I then, <love> that. <laughs> and then once they get going, then the flame kicks up and then, and then, they're rocking and rolling and everything's right. good, but they might momentarily kind of be like, whoosh, like, <laughs> how do we, how do we even do this? Right. That's kind of how I've been cleaning my house lately is, uh, I did a bit of spring cleaning and I was just like, oh my God, where do I start? 
And I just picked one spot and then it had expanded from there and I got it all mm-hmm. done. And now my, my house is feeling really good this spring. I don't know about you, but yeah, you're, yeah, you're in the process of moving. So I am. So hopefully my house will feel really good in the spring. <laughs> we'll right. see. We'll see. You're gonna get um, it. Now, speaking of flame size, now this is where we always get into the territory of Bigger is always better, right? No, it the, ain't. the the flamiest flame that's ever flamed is is what you want. And the answer to that is no. Britain is correct here. Um because people heard that a tall, strong flame is a sign of really successful work, which in a lot of ways it is. I like to see a nice sturdy flame going on my candles. However, people took that to mean if I add a bunch of stuff to it that's going to create an enormous blaze, then my spell work is powerful. And it's like, no, no, that's not how this works. Mm. And we see this a lot, especially with like novena candles. People will like fill the entire top of them, like just stuff it full of herbs and oil. And then they light it and the whole thing goes up like this big bonfire. And they're like, on, on, then they're on the gram, like, look how powerful my spell is. And it's like, no, you're just a pyromaniac. Like, that's not. Yeah, not. you're just gonna burn your house down or you're creating a pipe bomb like um yeah no no it's it, that that's not what we mean by a by a, a big flame like if it just because you create a small fire does not mean that your spell is powerful if you have a normally dressed candle a safely dressed candle that is not you know lighting a bunch of plant matter and, and oil on fire then that can be a sign of good sturdy like energy in the spell like it has yeah. a lot of energy happening but if we then kind of manufacture that flame ourselves with flammables it's it's not the same and i would rather people have smaller flames than put themselves at risk of of a fire hazard because we have to remember that you know this is magic which is unpredictable mixed with fire which is also unpredictable Mm -hmm. so the more things we can do to make our candle burning safe the better and that includes not overdressing our candles whether it's a novena candle or a stick candle we don't want to overdo it with a bunch of oil and like a whole lot of herbs on it that are just going to go up really big in a flame like we it's okay to take it down a couple of notches. The The plant spirits are still there. The oil is still there. All of that magic is still there, even when there's less of it physically present. Mm-hmm. Yes, I less agree. Less is more. Less is more, definitely. I'm always very careful when building up a novena candle or a seven-day candle. Um, I use just like the barest pinch of herbs. Like, you, you know, they these herbs pack a punch. You don't need a shit ton of them. Um, just the tiniest pinch. And yeah, like you said, you know, we see the, these candles on the gram that are just like giant flame balls, but, um, you know what? That's for the gram. That's not actually practically realistic candle magic yeah. working happening here. Um, cause folks are doing it for likes and, and, and such. So, um, mm. just keep that in mind. A good rule of thumb is that there shouldn't be like standing oil in in your candle if you're doing mm-hmm. a novena. Um, and also you should be able to see wax. Like whether it's uh, your stick candle or the top of your novena, like if you have so much on it that you can't see like what color the candle is underneath or whatever, then then we need to do less. Um, yep. 
you know, we need to back it off a little bit. I I just had people are actually really kind of surprised when they're watching me do like a novena candle. They're like, that's all you add. And I'm like, that is plenty. Yes. That is plenty. We have to remember that these spirits are powerful. These plant spirits are powerful. You know, the oils that we're adding, if they're made correctly, they are powerful. You don't need a whole lot of them. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So what about, you know, you, you got your candle going you've lit it, you set it, etc. and then boom, it explodes. What what do you do? What does it mean, Jay? I've never had what a candle does it mean? explode. <laughs> um it is rare, but it does happen. Um it does happen. Um I find a lot of the times when people have like I've had people come up to me and be like, "Oh yeah, my candles always explode because I'm just so powerful." And then you you look at how they're dressing them and they're overdressing them massively. Right. And, and that's, that's a big part of their problem. Um, though sometimes too, you'll have a very normal candle going. That's not, you know, it's not going crazy. It's not overdressed and it will, it will either crack or the glass will explode. Sometimes it's manufacturer error. Sometimes it is spiritual in nature. Sometimes it is a sign. So again, take it in the context of what the spell was for. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a breakthrough or maybe you're in a witch war with somebody and your candle um, turns really black and then cracks, you know, that's probably not going to be a great sign for you. So check in with, you know, how does it make you feel when that happens? Like, does it seem like, ooh, like I got a really good feeling when that happened or, ooh, I got a really bad feeling when that happened? Um And also be aware if you're a person who also is prone to anxiety, you may have a tendency to jump to um, a more negative conclusion. And just Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we immediately go there with our initial reaction doesn't mean that it's, there's something out to get us, but that would be a great time for divination, you know, or if you feel like you're too close to it, reach out to somebody else, have them do divination for you. Totally agree. Yeah. So I've never experienced the exploding candle though, you know, with the amount of candles I have burned, I'm like, Oh boy, I I think my time is starting to creep up (laughs) (laughs) any day now, any day now, one of them's just going to blow up. Um, it's kind of how I feel about my Instapot. Every time I use it, I'm just like, yep, it's going (laughs) to blow up. (laughs) Today's the day. Yep. Um, yeah, great advice. Um, I think that's awesome. Yeah. All right, so let us end this with a little bit of fire safety, safety for y'all. Safety. Um, my number one kind of thing that I'm seeing lately is be really careful with your candles next to your curtains. Yes, and I'm seeing absolutely. a lot of like these beautiful cottage core posed with like lit candles and these billowing gauzy curtains. And I'm like, that's great for the gram, but that's also how you burn your house down. Um, So just be really careful. Or if you have like wall hangings above your altar space or whatever, just, just be very mindful of kind of what's around your candles and know that if you have an open window or anything that's going to create wind, that is also going to up your fire hazard level. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And always have a fire extinguisher on hand. Um, I believe most rental properties, uh, it, it's required to have a fire extinguisher in the home. Um, kind of realizing that I don't have a fire extinguisher in my house. So I'm going to get on that. Um, a fire extinguisher would be great if, you know, a candle, you know, you leave it unattended, it gets knocked over, there's wax everywhere, there's fire everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, there you go. You just got your fire extinguisher, put it out. Um, yep. That's definitely something to have on hand. 
And they're really affordable too. You can order one online, have it show up the next day. Um, you also might be able to contact your local fire, fire department. They might be able to just provide you with one mm-hmm. um, as well. So definitely have something like a fire extinguisher around. And when you do get one, make sure you put it in a place that is not where you are burning the candles. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but I know a lot of people who are like, oh, great, I have a fire extinguisher, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it under my altar so that it's nearby. I'm like, okay, so you leave the room for you know, a minute to take a phone call or whatever, and you come back in, your entire altar is on fire. Are you going to be crawling underneath your altar table to get your fire extinguisher? Right. So I keep mine in the hall just outside of my altar room Mm -hmm. so that it is accessible and nearby, but also not going to be in the middle of the blaze if a blaze starts. Exactly. Yeah, very wise. What's our next one here when it comes to safety? Definitely, like we're talking, don't overdress your candles, you know, keep it, keep it simple. Don't, don't get wild with it. That's definitely one. And like we've been saying over and over again, magic is unpredictable. Fire is unpredictable. So have all your bases covered, have a plan, make sure that people in the home with you know that you are burning candles. So sometimes I'll be like, okay, I have a candle burning, I'm going to step out, but someone else is in my house, I will let them know so that they can keep an eye on it. Mm -hmm. And they know like, you know, maybe to keep the pets out of that room, you know, things like that. So communicate with people around you. Absolutely. And I think kind of our last thing here to remember when it comes to safety and candle burning, just remember that magic is strange. Really Mm -hmm. weird things can happen. And then adding fire into the mix, shit can get dicey. So just keep that in mind when you're burning candles. Um, Magic is so weird. And it magic is weird. It's just so weird. It is. We've all had a story about we did a spell and the spell, whether it was a candle spell or maybe it was some other type of spell, did something weird or or had a transformation during it. Like, you know, I've had um, cleansing spells that are just like a bowl of water that the that the water suddenly turns like a crazy color and like smells gross for no reason or whatever. Like, you know, they, magic is weird. It does weird stuff you add fire, it's going to, you know, one day something is going to happen. I I have a lot of people tell me like, oh, well, I've been doing candle magic for forever. Nothing has ever happened. So I just don't have any fire safety practices. And it's like, no, because it's one of those things that only has to happen once, you know? Yep. One time. So use those noodle machines, y'all. Oh, wait, before we go. Before we go, okay, because what? this is one I forgot to add to the FAQ that we get all the time. Dollar store candles mm-hmm. versus boutique, beautifully handcrafted beeswax. Is there a hierarchy here? Is one better than the other? How are we feeling? Okay, so I literally have a boutique candle here. Um, mm-hmm. from, I would consider Madame Pamita's Parlor of Wonders, a boutique mm-hmm. level candle. Gorgeous. Beautiful beeswax work. I mean, stunning. Smells great. And then I have a dollar store candle here next to me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say effectiveness. There's no difference. Like mm-hmm. the effectiveness of the work, but the quality of the burn does. There is a difference. I feel yeah. like with a boutique candle, I mean, I get a steadier, more clear, more reliable burn. Whereas mm-hmm. with a dollar store candle, I'm going to have an unpre- a slightly more unpredictable burn. I think they're mm-hmm. both valid. 
in magic. I don't think one's better than the other. Um, mm-hmm. Just one has a little bit more assuredness that it's going to burn burn well compared to mm-hmm. the other. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would say I pretty much burn all paraffin candles. The ones that I hand pour and and make are paraffin. But right now while I'm moving, I'm, I'm or the ones that I make are soy wax. Um, but right now, especially while I'm moving, I'm using a lot of paraffin, you know, candles, dollar store candles, things right. like that. Absolutely usable. Um, no shame in it. I also do not notice a difference in effectiveness. Um, so don't worry about it. There's a lot of shame that goes around people being like, oh, you use dollar store candles. But it's like, no, get what you can afford. There's right. no shame in budget witchcraft. I will say that there is kind of a little special magic with beeswax just simply because it is beeswax it smells nice it's it's, it's so very lovely. clean and like so like they're, they're very warm little lights kind of in the world and if you are looking for beeswax candles again madame pamita has them in every shape you can think of <laughs> like mm-hmm. um and they're great quality so you know you do you and don't let anyone don't let anyone get up in your business about what kind of candles you're using do what you need to do if you are burning paraffin candles, especially like the big Novena ones, do so in a ventilated area because they do kind of get a little nasty, yeah. um, especially if you're burning a bunch of them at once in an enclosed space. It'll get real fumey pretty quickly. So make sure you're in a very ventilated place when you're doing that. Um, but otherwise, I I have no problem using either one. Same, same. Alrighty, y'all have fun burning those candles. Be safe and remember, keep a fire extinguisher nearby and do witchcraft. and do witchcraft. <laughs> Yay, we did it at the same time. Alrighty, y'all, be safe burning those candles. Have a good one. Bye. Support for this podcast comes from our listeners. If you would like to support invoking witchcraft with a one-time donation please go to invokingwitchcraft.com backslash donate. Or if you'd like to become a premium listener, join the coven at invokingwitchcraft.com backslash coven. There you'll get access to our exclusive Facebook group for discussion and connection, as well as access to occasional workshops. We hope to see you there.